This podcast is brought to you by Knowledge at Wharton. Listening to the Knowledge at Wharton podcast. I'm Knowledge at Wharton Associate Editorial Director Rachel Kipp, and we're talking today with some of Wharton's newest faculty members. With us today is Stephanie Creary, who's a Wharton management professor. Stephanie, thanks for being here. Thank you so much for having me. And she's going to talk to us a little bit about some of her research focuses and also about a recent paper she did about the manager subordinate relationship. So, Stephanie, first of all, could you talk to us a little bit about what are some of the things that you study and some of the things that you're interested in from a research standpoint? Yes. Well, my research is fundamentally concerned with how diverse perspectives, backgrounds, and experiences are managed in organizations. And I tend to focus on management in terms of the use of inclusionary strategies. And to me, inclusionary strategies are those that tend to incorporate what I call both and perspectives, meaning that they acknowledge that both A and B exist and can be valuable in some way. And so I suggest that there are both upsides and downsides to using these types of strategies, but I also focus on the situation and relational dynamics that can foster more positive experiences in using these types of strategies. Now, in your recent paper about manager-subordinate relationships, which is definitely something I think we all think about, whether we're the boss or not the boss, what were some of the key takeaways from that paper? That paper was interested in unpacking questions related to how do I, as a subordinate, manage my multiple identities? So whether those are identities that I have that are both a work-related identity and a demographic identity, or whether they're two work identities, and how I manage those those identities in relationship with my manager and how my manager expects me to manage those identities fundamentally impacts the quality of our relationship that we have. Now, I was curious for practical implications because sometimes, I mean, when you're looking for a job or you're becoming a new manager, I mean, you it's not easy to know what, how, what kind of relationship you're going to have just from those initial meetings. So what are some of the practical implications of this research? I mean, how can people take this and apply it in their work lives or how could companies apply it? I think one of the things that people should recognize when they're thinking about uh, presenting their whole self at work or making decisions around whether or not they should do that is what's the larger work context? Is this a culture? Is this a place that allows us and wants us to be ourselves, whether that's our true work selves or our true personal selves? Is this a place that respects uh, the clear boundaries between work and life experiences? So I think, first of all, as a worker, when you're choosing a place where you want to work is is tackling some of those questions and really focusing on choosing the place that you want to work based on how it expects you to be. I think as a manager, it comes down to whether or not you feel that who this employee is, the background, the experiences, the expertise that they've gained from either working at a different job or coming from a different uh, place in life, whether you think that that's valuable to the workplace, making decisions about how incorporating that could potentially be helpful to the workplace, or maybe in some cases it's not. So having conversations with subordinates about that, assessing their level of comfort and seeing whether or not it is important, I think, is something that is crucial to maintaining positive relationships between managers and subordinates. So it sounds like what you're saying, that the successful relationship, it's not about managers or subordinates saying, you you do you, you let it all hang out, you let all of these identities come to play. It's more about, can we come to a mutually agreeable decision about which ones are going to be part of work and which ones are not? 
Yeah, it's a negotiation. I think uh, there are some times when we think about negotiating identities at work. For some people, it's about being authentic. But in some cases, it's fundamentally about how is the sets of experiences that I've had as a person, as a worker, as somebody who has amassed a certain amount of success, how can that contribute to my workplace? And sometimes that requires tapping into identities in order to do so. So for me and in in my research, it's about making your identities relevant to the workplace. Sometimes they are and sometimes they aren't. And when they are, the potential to contribute, I think, in valuable ways is is exponential. And I would think that would vary pretty widely based on what kind of job you have. I mean, just because some jobs, your personality is very important. And in others, almost having like it's not doesn't really come into play as much. Yeah, I would say we tend to think about people who are in creative professions as being those we want to see presenting themselves in unique ways. And so pretty much anything that relates to who you are, where you've been and what you've accomplished goes in an organizational setting. But in more conservative workplaces, we're often challenged with understanding sometimes it's really the parts of our identity that seem most focused on the professional task, not necessarily those that are related to us as people, what we like to do, our hobbies and skill sets. Sometimes it's the latter ones that are more questionable and harder to manage in an organizational setting. Now, what's next for this research? Where are you going to go from here? So my broader research is focused on inclusionary strategies. The paper that we've been discussing is focused on individuals' identities and how they manage those in, in key relationships. And so I'm also looking at this type of management in the context of mentor and mentee relationships, those that we like to think that could potentially be mutually beneficial. But the questions are not just about how does a mentor manage his or her identities in, in relationship with a mentor, but also to what extent does the mentor's identities that they have and how those are managed in the relationship also affect the quality of the relationship. Beyond that, I'm looking at broader questions uh, that tend to look at how organizations uh, think of diverse perspectives, backgrounds, and experiences, whether or not those should be relevant to the workplace, and what are some of the strategies that they implement organizationally to help individuals consider the uh, the importance or the relevance of their identities and what they have to bring to the workplace setting. And so I focus on the diversity and inclusion practices that corporate organizations often create, the cases that they make for diversity and inclusion, and how those help or hinder someone's ability to express an identity in the workplace. Great. Stephanie, thanks so much for being with us today. Thank you very much. And you can find all of Knowledge of Wharton's podcasts on iTunes. And if you like what you hear, please give us a review. For more insight from Knowledge at Wharton, please visit knowledge.wharton.upenn.edu.